Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the Internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure. Patients want poop transplants. Here's how to make them safe. By Megan Multaney. Neil Stolman has been called the Tupac of poop transplants. The Oakland-based, board-certified gastroenterologist didn't invent the treatment, but he did bring it to the West Coast. His first patient was a woman in her 80s with a horrible case of Clostridium difficile, a gut infection that can strike patients after a course of antibiotics, clears out their existing bacterial community. It's one of the deadliest antibiotic-resistant threats in the U.S., costing the health care system an estimated $5 billion each year. Drugs had stopped working for the woman, and without some kind of treatment, she was going to die. So Stolman took a stool sample provided by the patient's nurse's husband, made a poop shake, and performed California's first fecal microbiota transplant, a so-called FMT. The new bacteria repopulated her gut, and she made a full recovery. Since then, Stolman has successfully performed the procedure hundreds of times, though he no longer has to ask his staff to break out the blender. Now he gets a few frozen popsicles a week, which he can thaw out on a patient-by-patient basis. I used to be the only guy doing this for 500 miles, he says. I had to beg my staff to do it. Today, 98% of the U.S. population lives within two hours of a fecal transplant provider. Since the nation's first stool bank opened in 2012, it sent out nearly 30,000 frozen FMT doses. But nobody, least of all the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, sees stool banks as a long-term solution. Most doctors expect the FDA will shut them down the moment a less messy treatment gains approval. There are a handful of contenders currently in the pipeline, including microbiome-based drugs from Ceres, Rebiotics, and Vedanta Biosciences. For now, though, no poop pills have crossed the finish line, and stool banks remain unregulated. Fecal transplants are caught in a legal limbo even as they grow in popularity. Which is why some scientists and legal experts are suggesting that poop be treated not like a drug, but like a tissue, requiring stool banks to report to a registry that tracks patient outcomes and safety data. Writing today in Science, a group of doctors, researchers, and lawyers from the University of Maryland 
recommend a major regulatory overhaul that will keep access to the life-saving treatment available to patients while hitting the pause button on anything not backed by serious science. Over the past four years, the FDA has struggled with how to regulate FMTs, changing and unchanging its mind several times. In May 2013, the agency declared it would treat the transplants like drugs, meaning the only way patients could get them was by enrolling in a clinical trial. Two months later, after much patient and physician outcry, the agency made an exception for doctors using transplants to treat recurrent C. diff, but they were still prohibited from using it to treat anything else. In 2016, that stance got even more restrictive, as the agency proposed an effective ban on doctors buying samples from stool banks for anything but approved clinical trials. That draft guidance is still awaiting finalization. The way the regulations are written now, everything is being done under enforcement discretion, says Diane Hoffman, a professor of health law at the University of Maryland and first author on the science paper. The FDA is just choosing to bend the rules for C. diff patients, but the agency could just as easily unbend them whenever it wants, which is why Hoffman and her colleagues are suggesting transplants used with C. diff be regulated as a practice of medicine rather than a drug when the stool comes from someone the patient or physician knows, i.e. not a stool bank. Then it would only be subject to state rather than federal regulation. More patients could then access the treatment, which has cure rates above 80%, regardless of market wins or agency whims. All other uses of FMT would still be subject to formal clinical trials overseen by the FDA. That's what Hoffman calls track one of the proposed regulatory scheme. Track two would be to actually regulate stool banks, the same way the government regulates blood banks. Banks would have to submit safety data to the FDA and outcome information to a national registry. Open Biome, the first and largest stool bank in the U.S., already does all that voluntarily. Physicians at the nonprofit's 968 partner providers track every transplant from product arrival through an eight-week follow-up before faxing over the data to Open Biome, where it's entered in a master database. They publish those results biannually and report adverse events to the FDA, though so far, no side effects have been definitively linked to the treatment. Open Biome has always supported a regulatory framework for stool banking, says Carolyn Edelstein, the organization's director of outreach and public affairs. Although, she admits they always saw their position as temporary, that stool banks would eventually only serve clinical trials. From day one, we've been preparing for that outcome, she says. Which is why at the beginning of this year, Open Biome spun out a company called Finch Therapeutics, which is leveraging the stool bank's manufacturing quality system to develop its own poop pill for treating entrenched C. diff. In October, the startup merged with fellow microbiome manipulator Crestovo and are currently enrolling patients in a phase two trial the same spot where Siri struck out last year. And players like Sears and Rebiotics don't just have to worry about competition coming from within the stool banks. They've also got to worry about CRISPR. North Carolina-based Locust Biosciences is planning to send phages, viruses that only attack bacteria, weaponized with CRISPR to C. diff trials later next year. In November, the biotech startup secured $19 million in funding to move its CRISPR-equipped antimicrobial drugs to the clinic. Hoffman's proposals would allow and encourage stool banking to exist side-by-side with any such future products, which would surely cost more than FMT's $300 price tag. There's also a track three that describes the traditional, i.e. costly, drug approval process for any modified stool-based products. And while that coexistence could interfere with companies' abilities to recruit trial participants, 
Stolman says that's a small price to pay to keep the treatment attainable for patients. If you ask 99% of physicians who do this, they will tell you anything that came along to limit access to stool banks would be catastrophic, he says. Plus, there's no guarantee the microbiome even can be successfully pulled apart and put back together in pill form. People have spent 50 years trying to come up with synthetic blood, and we still have a blood bank, says Dolman. Who's to say stool will be any different? This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a burst pipe in a family's house led to an adventure. Right now. We walk inside and it's raining. Our home was ruined. We couldn't live there. Our first concern was the kids. This was going to be hard on them. Chubb got us a place to stay in the same school district. Otherwise, it could have been a nightmare. Chubb turned a disaster into an adventure for our kids. And no one missed a day of school? Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.